Hello, welcome to the first live show of the Finding Proof page for 2019. It's um, already the 3rd of January. I don't even know where the last couple of weeks of Christmas and New Year have gone. I want to welcome you to 2019 and if you're new to this page, if you're new to these live shows, very special welcome to you. This is somewhere around episode 17. I'll have to go back and check in a moment. Morning Chris, welcome. Thanks for joining. And as 2019 progresses, the live show will be something that is a weekly thing that you can drop in on a Thursday, say hi. Hello Naomi, welcome. And there'll be more and more interviews on the live show as we go through 2019. There are an incredible amount of exciting things that I've got to launch and share with you all this year. Uh, I've got a program that's being released very soon. I'll have a timeline for that shortly. I've got a new uh, subscription-based group being launched very soon, and that is a group called Firestarters. And it is for all of you entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, business owners, wannabe business owners, startups, anyone who feels that they're on a trajectory to success but somehow a bit stuck, just needing a little bit of a crowbar to pry you loose and that little bit of extra mentoring from me. So keep your eye out for Firestarters. You might have noticed uh, occasionally the hashtag Firestarters has started to pop up on some of my social media content. So keep your eyes peeled and I'll certainly be letting you know when I've got dates for the launch of that program which I'm very very excited about. Most of you know that my experience over the past 12 months in particular has been around mentoring mental health professionals. I have a private practice of my own here in Tasmania and uh, my private practice if, you, if you're if you a ready uh, consumer or a regular consumer of my social media content you'll know that my private practice has been through some ups and downs over the past 12 months and as a business owner I've learned quite a lot from that experience and as a mentor it's actually given me quite a bit of fodder to share with my mentoring clients around some of the challenges that you will face in business and how I've managed to get through some of those challenges myself. Now this morning I have been up and at it since six o'clock this morning. I had a meeting at 7 a.m. this morning with my media coach and manager in, based in New York, Steve Carlos, great mate of mine now. We've been working together for six months. And this morning's conversation was a little bit different to our usual meetings. We meet every week. And this morning he was on the way back to New York from the airport having just been to Florida for his break. And because he was in a taxi, he was, I had a trapped audience, so he was, he was quite relaxed and we chatted for a lot longer than we normally do. So it was nice to really explore some of the challenges that I had faced over 2018 and to also explore some of the exciting opportunities that I will be having in 2019. So to give you a little potted history, 2018 saw me do a couple of things. Uh, I took on some high-end mentoring of my own uh, with my 
I would say longish term mentor now, Gerda Muller. So in 2018, I was part of her Inner Circle program, which was a great experience for me to be part of a small group of mental health professionals dedicated to the work that we're doing, dedicated to building our practices, but also dedicated to building our own careers on the side of our practice. So whether that be some of the group members were building speaking careers, my own mentoring programs, of course, and so on. Uh, I also, as I said, had quite the number of challenges with my, my practice, with my team. Um, around the middle of last year, uh, we had some major shifts in, in our team. Um, a number of people left my practice to join a new practice that had opened up. And a number of those clinicians had been with me for a really long time. So I think when a new opportunity arises and people have been doing the same thing for, for a period of years and then something new pops up on the horizon, it's only human nature really to want to have a look at that and have a bit of an experience of that. It was a very traumatic, in hindsight I think I can say, experience for the leadership um, of my practice. We I think we held it together fairly well over the course of about six months. It took about six months for the changes that unfolded within my team to turn a full circle to be to the point now where we're welcoming new team members and we're very excited. In fact, my team has um, changed significantly as a result of those staffing changes. And I think we've changed for the better. We've turned a corner to create a culture now where we're looking at a very different model of my private practice. So one of the things I talk to my private practice slash mental health professional mentoring clients around is is the, the idea of building a team, building a team starting often with interns, which is how I started building my team. And in fact, some of the team members who left me this year had been with me since students and they, and they were very well overdue a change. So um, one of the things that I talk about is how to build a team, starting with students as one example whether you're going to build your team as subcontractors, whether you're going to build your team as employees, whether you're going to build your team as a mixture of both. So these are all things that I've had to very quickly um, explore alternative options for. So we launched our graduate program, we launched um, the idea of employing more than subcontracting clinicians in the practice. And all of those ideas were built around this notion of building a team that had the opportunity for more team-based interaction. I think one of the big problems in private practice for many, many people is a sense of isolation. And we have a large team, and yet it was still very much the case that there was a sense of isolation amongst the team members because we're all so busy and we're all so driven to provide our time to our clients as opposed to spending time together. So one of the things that the leadership of my practice, we've been focusing very much on the last month or two, is talking about how we shift that team-based focus. So we've got time to spend together as a team while also having enough time to generate the revenue we need to, to be a sustainable business. Now that's a really big challenge for small businesses as to how to generate revenue while also having time as a team to spend together. So that's been a really major learning for me is, is looking at what the structure of my team looks like. And I had to go right back to core principles for me. What are my core values? 
sometimes it's important to take stock of that to actually put your foot on the on the brake for a little bit and slow yourself down and say hang on a minute I need to come right back to basic principles and think about what do I want my business to be about what do I want my team to feel like so for me it came right back to the idea of feeling like there was a team spirit a team culture that we were all pushing forward for the same reasons we're all pushing forward for the same goals the same end goals and I mean in a nutshell my private practice it's all about providing high quality mental health services to our community and high quality mental health services comes in very many shapes and forms and my team is is a reflection of that we have social workers we have occupational therapists we have psychologists and we have counselors in in my team and going forward no doubt we'll add other professions as time moves on hint i'd love a dietitian <laughs> i'd love a speech pathologist <laughs> And I think that um, when, you, when you stop and take a minute, Christmas break is great for that, isn't it? Taking some time out to reflect on what's important, on where your values are sitting and whether the work that you're doing is meeting your values. So for me, the idea of a cohesive team that we, we are united in our approach to mental health service delivery was the fundamental bottom line for me. So going forward, we've got a fabulous team member starting in uh, a couple of weeks time. Um, she's another psychologist. I'm very excited to welcome her aboard. Uh, we've got some other people in the wings that I'm very, very excited. And I, if, if they're watching, I know I owe you a phone call uh, and it is coming this week, I promise. Uh, and I'm very excited to have this diverse range of people joining my team, which is really, really exciting. Now, the other thing I learned, now this was a big personal learning. In 2019 I learned what I was capable of now I've had lots of lessons like that as a business owner I have withstood many challenges as a business owner and uh, someone said to me the other day a good friend to me said you really need to write a book about your experience as a business owner I said, you probably do at some point um, but as you know part of my mission over this past 12 months in particular has been to build my mentoring business and uh, I have reached a point now where that is um, has become so fulfilling and so exciting and so satisfying that um, you know I, I spring out of bed every day and in fact I've got a mentoring client to meet with after this today and I spring out of bed so excited to do that work the work I do with mental health professionals, most of them, not all, but most of them are private practice owners and they come with that kit bag, if you like, of experience as mental health professional, but also that little extra bit of baggage that comes with being a leader where you're at the top of your tree, so to speak, and you're expected to have all the answers and expected to know all the stuff because you're a private practice owner, you should know how to do all of those things. We're not taught how to run a business as a psychologist or a social worker. You're not taught how to run a business. Hey, Denise, welcome. You're not taught how to market your practice. You're not taught how to market your business as a mental health professional. 
So these are, this is the marrying of the fascination I have with business and running a business and the courage that it takes to run a business and the passion I have for supporting business owners. At the moment, mental health professionals, but this year is the year of, of launching beyond that and launching the, the Finding Proof pro, suite of programs that'll be launched later this year. Hello, Marianne, welcome. Um, so what I've learnt this past year, in particular the last six months. So six months ago, as I said before, 12 months, uh, all of 2018, I was working very closely with a business mentor. The past six months, I've been working very closely with Steve and Janny, who are both based in New York. Steve Carlos is my media manager. Janny Moon is my media coach. And um, meeting with them weekly and learning a lot about what I do, learning to push myself to step outside my own comfort zone, which of course means that I'm having to walk the talk and put my money where my mouth is and practice what I preach and all those lovely cliches for the better. I've grown. I've grown so much over the last six months. Now, with growth, there is always growing pains. And of course, sometimes that means you put yourself up for criticism, you put yourself up for judgment. And that has certainly come with the package over the past six months. I have certainly had my fair share of criticism and judgment. And what I have learned through experiencing that is that I can tolerate that. I can cope with that. And I think for all of you, it's really important to remember that whenever we step outside, not only our own comfort zones, but other people's comfort zones, sometimes we upset the apple cart, unintentionally of course, for other people and they act out of their own fear. So when you're experiencing that, I think if you can understand that, it makes it that much easier to step back from the criticism, step back from the judgment and say, you know what, that's okay, that's their stuff. And so consistency is such an important key here. Consistency in your method, consistency in your message, consistency with standing in your values and standing strong in what you are doing for the purpose that you're doing it. So now that sounds a little bit messy and I, and I guess because for me, the purpose of what I'm doing is still unfolding because I'm stepping into new audience spaces. So, you know, 2018, very much about mental health professionals, broadening my, my reach, expanding my audience. And of course, my, my 2019 audience is going to be more than mental health professionals, other business owners, other entrepreneurs. And that's so exciting to me. So when you are stepping outside of your comfort zone, keep in mind that you might actually be triggering some other people around you and that they may act out accordingly. And it's okay. It's okay. Something that has rattled around in my head for the last six months has been this little phrase. Um, I think I picked it up from Mel Robbins. I um, hope I'm not misattributing. Um, what people say behind my back is none of my business. And I really believe that. People are welcome to criticize anyone. We're, we're all well free to, to not like what people do. I think it's really important with social media in particular to be really an informed consumer. So if you are actively engaged in consuming 
content on social media, there will be times when certain information is spam to you. So it's really important to take ownership of that and unfollow the things you're not interested in. It's a little bit like your email inbox where you unsubscribe to newsletters that you no longer find relevant and you get that that spam out of your inbox to declutter your inbox. You need to do the same thing with your social media feed. You need to declutter your social media feed sometimes and you need to unfollow the people that you find just not interesting to you, taking up your news feed, taking up your time, taking up your mind space, if you like. So when people don't like the content that you're putting out onto social media, it's really important for you to remember that you still need to be consistent. You still need to put your message out there because for all of the people that don't like what you're producing, there's going to be X percentage more who really, really do. And there's also going to be an unknown percentage of people who love what you're doing, but don't interact. They don't like, they don't comment, they don't share. That's okay. But they're the hidden audience. So don't let the naysayers sway you from being consistent and from being courageous and continuing on your path forward. I think that's probably one of the messages for myself this year as well. Now, what's going on with my lighting? The other thing that has been a big lesson to me is, and again, it's another one of practicing what I preach, is taking imperfect action. So in the lead up to Christmas, I launched a number of programs. I launched, um, what did I launch? In November, I launched my perinatal training. Um, and that's going to be a very brief introductory uh, live training on Facebook, introducing people to some of the concepts around perinatal and infant mental health. Very much um, an awareness raising exercise, I would say. So I launched that. I ran my Medicare training for mental health professionals here in Australia. Um, I launched my No Quarter program, which is an intensive 90-day mentoring package. I launched, um, and it, well, I announced two workshops as well for the Gold Coast and for Melbourne. The big thing in launching each of those was I, each time I caught myself hesitating before launching. I thought about all the what ifs. What if no one's interested in this? What if the timing's wrong? With the workshops in particular, I caught myself worrying about what if I'm not giving enough notice to people, especially for the February workshop in Melbourne. Now, I caught myself doing it. I caught myself overthinking. I caught myself hesitating and I caught myself what ifing. And whenever I catch myself doing that, I very consciously take opposite action. So I stop procrastinating and I do the thing that I'm hesitating to do. So very late one night, I sat up until about midnight, putting the information together, posting it, getting the information out there. And I've had people signing up and it's been, you know, it's been very worthwhile me taking that imperfect action and getting the information out there because there are people interested in those things. So when you are launching new programs in your practice or in your business and you're worried about the marketing side of things, you're worried about getting it right, in inverted commas, you're worried about what your audience is going to be thinking, you're worried about the timing, I really encourage you to just throw it out there, take imperfect action. Now my perinatal um, 
program in itself is a really good example of taking imperfect action and getting it wrong and having to go back and correct it. But that was okay. The sky didn't fall in. So there was some terminology that I'd made reference to within my first effort at marketing that program, which it turns out is actually quite protected uh, terminology in the perinatal, and particularly to do with infant mental health. Um, so I had to go back in and just tweak the wording a little bit to clarify what my message was all about, to clarify that people wouldn't be coming out of you know, essentially four hours on a live Facebook training as fully trained mental health professionals. I don't think anybody sensibly would assume that that was the case, but I just had to make the wording clear. So I went back and did that and that's okay. It's okay to correct a mistake. It's okay to make a mistake. You can't learn if you never make a mistake. So sometimes we need to do that. We need to take the imperfect action because otherwise we're forever sitting back waiting for ducks to get in a row. And have you ever tried herding ducks? Try to get them in a row? It just doesn't happen. So we do need to catch ourselves procrastinating, what ifing, being perfectionistic, all of those things that are really just anxiety in another guise or fear in another guise and take that imperfect action. You can always come back and rectify later if you've mucked something up. It's all right. No one's going to die. So my message for 2019 to all of you is have a think about the things you're hesitating around. Have a think about where are you lacking courage? What is the barrier to you taking action? And what can you do to burst through that barrier? Is it a bit of overthinking? Is it a bit of worrying about judgment and criticism? Is it a bit about worrying about, about what you'd get if you get your dreams fulfilled? Now, I know a lot of people fear success as much as they fear failure. It, it's true. So with my work with the New Yorkers, for example, one of the first conversations, and I swear I had this conversation with Steve about three times, what if this gets really big? What happens then? <laughs> and he reassured me and he said, you know, that's probably the number one conversation I have right at the start of one of these management contracts. What if this gets really big? What happens then? So what I've learned from that is, yes, we will take it one step at a time and, and nothing will get bigger than I want it to be and nothing will get bigger than you want it to be. If you're building your business, if you're building your team, you're still the one in control. You still get to say no more. You still get to say this is enough. So a lot of people worry if they're moving from a shared space where they're sharing space with other business owners into their own space and then they worry about, well, what if... What if I get too many people and what if I, I'm too bogged down by my business and blah, 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 all those what ifs. So it's really important. Be courageous. Don't fear success. Don't procrastinate for fear of failure and judgment. Take imperfect action because whatever happens, you're still the one in control. Yes, you're also the one taking the risk and all the responsibility. But at the end of the day, if you really believe in what you're doing, if you really hold dear the values that underpin why you're doing what you're doing, then really, what are you risking? You're risking trying. You're risking trying and maybe not succeeding the first time. But by now you should know my favorite quote, the GK Chesterton quote, anything worth doing is worth doing badly the first time. 
Think about that. Hold on to that phrase because that gets me through quite a bit. So courage, confidence, consistency. Stay in your own lane. Don't worry about what others are thinking, what others are saying. Don't worry about what others are doing. And clarity. Know what your message is. Know what your values are. Spend some time journaling around why you're doing what you're doing. Spend some time journaling around why it's so important to you. What are the core values that you hold really dear? Honesty, courage, integrity, dignity, all of those. Think about what it is that underpins the why. You don't need to know why in terms of the whole side, you know, that whole, there's that book, you know, about finding your why. I think people overthink that a little bit too. I think at the end of the day, you know why. If you're listening to your gut, you're listening to that that really loud voice in the middle of your brain that you keep telling to shush, if you give that a little bit of oxygen, you'll understand a bit better about why you do what you do. Mental health professionals, we're driven to help others, sure, but we're not martyrs. We still, if we're running a business, we still need to run a successful business, a sustainable business, a viable business. We owe it to ourselves, to our family, to our bank, to our, our employees and to our clients. We owe business success to our clients because our clients need to know that we're not going to disappear in a puff of smoke the first time things get difficult financially. So think about the values that underpin what you're doing and use those as the impetus for courage. That's it today. I really hope that you've gotten something out of today's live show. I'm glad to be back with you every Thursday, 10 o'clock Hobart time, which is the same as Sydney time if you're a bit confused uh, because, of course, it is daylight savings at the moment. Happy New Year to you all, and I look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Bye for now.